Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We were chatting the other day with Matt Cotraro, the the manager, new manager of the uh, the Royals. A little get-to-know-him. On on Tuesday, if you missed that, mm-hmm. check it out, 610sports.com, the Odyssey app. Great chat with the new newest skipper. Not not a lot of baseball, just about you know who he is and what's going on and what have you. But he made a comment to us uh, about seeing so much red yeah. in this town. And he said, hey, I was, you know, I was in Tampa with Brady. He goes, and it was pretty crazy. He's like, but but this is this is like all over the like red everywhere. Mm-hmm. And while it's great, from that side of the parking lot, there you go. Okay, you got you got to do something about this. Yeah, the Royals got to do something to get that blue back in here. I, I talked to two people who were flying to Kansas City. Uh, I, I think of Monday or Tuesday, right? And one of the flights was coming from Dallas, and the other person was flying from Arizona. And and, and I I texted my friend that was flying back. I said, are, "Are you are you back in Chiefs Kingdom?" Right? And the response back was. The plane was Chiefs Kingdom. Every single person on the flight was wearing Chiefs gear. And I talked to a friend of mine who was flying up from Dallas, and he texted me, he goes, the entire plane is red. Everybody's wearing Chiefs gear. And I go, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where we are. We're headed into the playoffs. The regular season's over. People are fired up. They're we're, like, we're proud of wearing our shirts. Yeah, and, and Kansas City wears their gear yeah. better than anybody yeah. else. Like, you don't need to know what gate you're at when you're at an airport Let's and you're flying to Kansas it. City. Just yeah. look for the Chiefs gear. Yeah. Just look for the red, yeah. and, and that's, that's, that's where that's you go. Home. Yeah. Right. Or if it's in the summertime, maybe you see those Casey Hart T-shirts that everybody wears, right? You, you get one of those. Or now everybody's going to be wearing Brett Veach Town T-shirts at the airport. You can get your the link is on our Twitter pages. If you want the link sent to you right away, we'll send it to you. Just text in. B-Dub will send you the link. The shirts are 20 bucks. Get your Brett Veachtown t-shirts today. Wear those to the airport near you. And so that kind of got me thinking. And then and then Q said that to us about the about the red. He goes, Oh my God, it's like everywhere. I've never seen anything like that. And and I keep going back to the comment that John Sherman said when he fired Dayton Moore and said, you know, Dayton always talked about a World Series team. I, I just want to see what a wild card team looks like. And and that is the right mindset to have. The Royals have been in this either sink or swim mindset now. Well, since Dayton was running the operation, it was always gung-ho to win a world championship. And while they did win that world championship, it was great. 13 of the 16 seasons were beneath 500, and a lot of those were 90 lost seasons. Not exactly grabbing the public, right? And you, the, the Royals right now, and, and and I obviously I know what their mindset is because John Sherman said it. It's nice to have a wild card team. 
it can be okay just to make it into the playoffs or be competitive. It doesn't have to be World Series or 95 losses every year like it's been for the last 16 years here in Kansas City. You've got to end the consistent losing. And that's how you get more people to wear blue. And all of a sudden, you're not looking at an airplane that's full of a bunch of Chiefs fans coming back from Las Vegas. you got to do your part, right? The, the Royals as an organization have to do their part to get the blue back in. And if they do, people will get their blue back on, right? I mean, we saw it during 14 and 15 mm-hmm. and 16 when, you know, the team was the hottest thing since, you know, uh, Greece or whatever they like to say. Everybody wore Royals gear. But the Royals haven't given fans, like really in the last seven years, a true reason to say, I'm sporting Royal blue every day of the week like people do with Chiefs red every day of the week. How much blue have you purchased since, well, 16? Not a lot. Right? Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, you're starting to see a lot. Of, like you're like like the Mustakas and Hosmer stuff is starting to be like the off felt stuff. <laughs> like, why are we still wearing I, that? I feel yeah. like they can look no further than probably their overall sales. Now I yeah. think they they you know they'll realize that that was the high. Right. 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 But if they went and just like here's how much of our gear went out. Right. They'll notice a steep dive. Yeah. A steep dive. Yeah. But you got to stay competitive. And I mean. Yeah. They need. They need. They need more of us all. Wearing blue right. all the time, and and they need to, to earn that back. They I think do. that should be a, a strong – as much as the winning, and that's the ultimate one. Right. But I think part of the ways you determine whether or not people are engaged, I'm guessing, would be is your stuff out there. Right. And I'm guessing it hasn't been very well received over the last few years. No, it hasn't. And and quite honestly, though, what have they given you a reason to say, hey, this is what I'm, I'm going to glam on nope. to? They haven't. And, and nope. I think it's going to be different. Like – I was telling somebody yesterday, I was over at the J talking to the guys. Maybe got a, maybe got a bump of wit stuff. Maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I am, as, as each passing day goes, I get more and more excited about JJ and Q running this franchise right now and John Sherman owning this franchise that I have been in a very long time. But I, I your, just think. But does your patience level increase? Because I know mine has. Mine's not. Just give me something now because I just don't think that's feasible. Right. But I think my patience, I think I'm, I'm, optimistic mm-hmm. maybe i'm optimistic you may be excited i think i'm more optimistic but i just don't know when i don't know the win right yeah i don't know when the when is going to happen but i but, know I, I have to slow play it but I, I i feel like they're in really really good hands right now like i think jj i he is not dating more at all we've already seen him trade ryan o'hearn now mondi can be traded to the red Sox if they're they're interested in a shortstop they need a guy flip him hey, over if there you pull off a few Few outgoing trades. Right. I think, if, um, if, he, if he gets rid of Dozier and you're Mondi, gonna, you're going to get some some Q rating. We may be singing Pun JJ Piccolo Town, right? I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, we're living here well, in JJ Town. To bring bring some in to be able to do. He that. He got Mondi and O'Hearn out of town, <laughs> right? Like, so I would be more than. But I, like, I don't know what you thought when when Q was in here. I, I just felt like he was just a, a guy. Right, he was just a, like a normal Kansas Cityan who just happened to get the job managing the Royals. Well, I, I liked one specific thing he said, and it was, you know, I basically I can't control what's what's behind us. Yes, I can't be looking. Yep, can't be looking back. We got to figure out who we are moving forward. You know, and he's kind of like it is blank slate. Because mm-hmm. we, I, I guess the the question was framed in the context of uh, when the the Royals won their last one, we said they're kind of making up for thirty all, years, thirty yeah. years or whatever, and he's kind of like, whoa, whoa, we're not. I'm doing any of that. I'm making up for what's happened over the last however many years. Yeah, we're starting today. We're starting today. So, cool. Yeah. I'm giving them that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not saddling the, well, this was what happened in the last couple of years. I'm not saddling him with, with any of that. It's like, all right, what are we doing from here on? And I'm just 
the expectation to me is is lowered, but I'm optimistic. I just saw the odds for the for the American League Central division on ESPN this morning. The Royals are plus four thousand. The White Sox are plus one fifty. Pedro's got a lot of pressure. <laughs> I hate to tell you that, bud. You got a lot of pressure up there in Chicago to win. Um, but the Royals don't have to win the division, right? Like the Royals don't have to go to the World Series in order. If this, I, I always told people, if this team is around five hundred and is playing good baseball and winning games, and you know you're having some fun watching them, people will go. We will go right back to that ballpark if this organization is winning games. But if if you go in off season and and don't make any major moves and then start nine and twenty one. Well, then you're done for the year and people are back on to OTAs. They've got to they got to sell hope in the offseason, which we talked about yesterday. Start out really, really hot and continue to play decent baseball and fans will be back. It, it really isn't much for the Royals. They don't have to go out there and win a world championship. They just have to go out there and play good competitive baseball and hover around 500. And this town will be all in because you can see the hope. You can see the progress. You can see the steps that are being made. Get in the dance. Yeah, exactly. Get, get in, the, in, get the, in the, the dance. Get in the mix. Right. Do you think a wild card team makes the Super Bowl this year? Like a team playing this weekend will oh, make there's it. There's a chance, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. So, yeah. so just get in. The yeah. Royals were yeah. a wild card team, went to the World Series. Yeah. Just get in. Anything can happen. And if you're hovering, like the end of twenty was well, thirteen, that Justin Maxwell hit that Four, home run. Fourteen. Yeah. If you if you turned and looked, we're like, we were wondering whether we were going to debate whether you're in the postseason or not. Right. It just ended up the run went all the way to the World Series, all the way to Game Seven. You can't yeah. say, well, I thought that was coming the whole way. They were just in the tournament, and they were gonna. That meant they were gonna. No. No. But but it happened. It happened. So go ahead and just put yourself in position to do that, right. and anything can happen. And put yourself in position where every Labor Day rolls around. We're talking Royals baseball, and we're not worried about the beginning of football season. We're saying, hey, the Royals still got a chance. There's three weeks to go. We're only three out or four out, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Put yourself in that position to be relevant in September. And the way you do that, you you get relevant in the off season. You add a couple of pieces. I was listening to. Somebody talked about the Cubs yesterday, Jesse Rogers of yep. ESPN. Is that, yep. a, is that yep. a name? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, you know, the way to rebuild the Cubs. And he says, minor players and then one decent star each each offseason. A couple of minor players and one decent star. A couple of minor players and one decent star. And I thought, that's that's kind of the way the Royals should kind of look at this thing. You don't have to go out there and sign Aaron Judge and Otani in one offseason, but you go out there and make a couple of nice minor moves and then give the fans somebody that everybody knows. is like, oh, I'm excited about that guy. You do that for a couple of offseasons, now all of a sudden you're putting yourself in the conversation of fans going, I'm going to spend my money. K- Carrington was talking about it yesterday. He says you got KU, K-State, and Missouri. All is in the top 25 in college basketball. All having great seasons. All hoops. making yeah. bowl games in football. Uh-huh. You got the Chiefs doing their thing. He goes, how are the Royals going to capture that entertainment dollar? Because now the Royals are now competing with three universities in the area that are winning in football and basketball. So you're now not just competing with the Chiefs. You're competing with the three universities that are winning in, in, in both of the major sports right now. And you got sporting and you got the current who went to the championship game, right? So the entertainment dollar is only so big. How are the Royals going to grab some of that entertainment dollar? That's what they got to think about. Hot start, play well in April. You'll grab this town. We chat wildcard weekend with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio next. 
Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes Tuesday at 8.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Today, 10.05, be listening during Cody and Goal for a special, cool station announcement. Coming up at 10.05 today with Cody and Goal. I heard a promo for this in the uh, production studio yesterday. Or yeah, yesterday, today. I X'd out of it. They didn't save it, but they left it open. If you leave your work open and you don't save it, that's on you. This is going to be really cool. All right. 10.05. All right, cool. Yeah. I heard that. I'm like, ooh. I like what we're doing here. Okay, cool. So I'll be listening at 10.05 to find out all of uh-huh. the, uh, the details. It is time for us to uh, check in with Ben Maller, Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you can hear him overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by the uh, Landing and Liberty. Well, Ben, one of the big stories obviously here has been the neutral site for the AFC Championship game. Chiefs and Bills most likely looking like they're going to play in Atlanta. What were you thinking when you first heard neutral site AFC Championship game? 
Yeah, well, I don't like it. Uh, that's my first thought. I think this is stupid. The championship game should be played in in a home stadium. And I know it's a weird year and all that, but I, I it just bothers me the NFL twisted the rules on the fly. Like, what's the point of having them if you're just going to twist them around when something pops up? I, I think that was the wrong way to handle it. Not surprised the NFL screwed this up. Uh, but now it now it becomes a uh, a money making opportunity for the NFL. So th- they make money hand over fist. So they'll find a way to squeeze as much money as they possibly can out of the the people that that care the most about the product. It would have been easy to change the rules again, right? Like if you changed them once, like a week ago, couldn't you yeah. have edited yourself a week later and just said, "Look, we'll we'll." deal with neutral sites when we want to deal with neutral without telling us, right? We'll, we're going to do We're going to have neutral sites like later, but for now let's just stick to the rules and one team is the one seed and that's it. Yeah, no, listen, I, I agree. And obviously the chiefs are, are getting uh, the, uh, the screw job on this. It would, uh, it would appear. And, and the thing too, about the effort, they, they can always have a think tank. There's such a big bureaucracy. So, well, we've decided to have a think tank. We're going to review this and add, add even more, more red tape uh, if they want, but uh, it, it just seems, seems backwards. And and now of course this opens up Pandora's box down the line. And uh, like everything that I'm convinced it's uh, the, the boiling frog, you know, you change something a little bit and then if it goes well, it becomes the new normal, and it's a trial balloon situation. Talking with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio, and, and we do have games this weekend. We're finally here into the postseason, and it looks like it's already going to be Buffalo and Cincinnati moving on to the next round. Skyler Thompson and whoever's playing quarterback for Baltimore, do you have any confidence that it's not going to be Buffalo and Cincinnati moving on after this weekend? Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I would warn is I, I, if if the great equalizer, if something were to happen to Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, obviously that would change things. But other than an injury to the Bills or the Bengals, I mean, I, the, the the Ravens just played with their third-string quarterback against Cincinnati, and he they got 21 points, the Bengals, off of his turnovers. And Skylar Thompson is a great preseason player, but it's not – I don't believe it's the preseason in Buffalo – this weekend. So yeah, the, the math on that is not good. The, that is, that is a couple of dog games on the, on the weekend. And uh, it's, it's like, it's almost like an, any, a buy for the Bengals and bills, right? They, the chiefs have their buy, but so do the Bengals and the bills. They've all got an easy road to the divisional round. Are you buying that Lamar Jackson isn't milking this thing a little bit? And then would it be better or worse if he didn't play in the playoffs? I might contend that, he might as well not play, even if he's even if he's close, because if he goes out and has a bad performance, maybe that hampers what he's trying to do in the offseason. Yeah, so I, I give Lamar credit. I, I think it sucks as a, as a fan. I think it's terrible, but he's absolutely playing this perfectly because he's forcing the Ravens' hand. If you're the Ravens, I, I think the term in the military is malingering is the term, and th- that would be malingering that – I've heard from people that that I trust that know what's going on in Baltimore that the Ravens are kind of they're on to him. It was supposed to be a three week injury. He's coming up on six weeks now, and he just doesn't want to play. He's just not. He doesn't want to risk it because he's worried he's going to go out there and he's going to get hurt, and then they won't franchise tag him and he won't get paid. Uh, you know, big piece of the pie in the NFL and all that. 
but it it's really it's it's a win-win for Lamar because he doesn't play, he's not going to get hurt, and now it, he forces the Ravens to decide: do they really want to franchise tag this guy next year? Because he's shown if if I'm right, what I'm hearing that he's going to quit on him if he has a minor injury, he's not going to keep playing. So why would you want to do that for two more years if you're the Ravens? Because you can't trust the guy that he's going to give an honest effort and, and play for the franchise tag. So this opens it up. To me, this opens Lamar to go play for the Jets or the Falcons or mystery team, the Bears, this off this offseason. Well, you, you brought up the Bears, and I wanted to get to them a little bit later. How foolish are they to think that they've got their quarterback in this Justin Fields? I, I'm trying to figure out something that he's done that I can hang my hat on and say, yeah, with the number one pick, I'm not taking a quarterback. I don't think he's any good. Yeah, well, he's he's. it's one of those weird things. Every generation, there's a quarterback that, that has highlight plays, but if you actually look at how they play and break it down, they suck. And he's he's so far that guy. He was electric running the ball. There were a lot of garbage time stats where the Bears fell behind by a lot, and then he would have a big second half and kind of bring them back into the game where they kind of had a chance, but they really didn't have a chance. And there were other games where he'd play well for a quarter or two and then fall apart in the second half. But to say that, yeah, he's definitely the guy, uh, I, I think that's – that's far-fetched. And the thing we talk about all the time, and I've ranted and raved in the middle of the night about this, when you do the, the calculations, guys, you've got to be able to complete third down passes, the two-minute drill, and he's he's not particularly great in either of those areas. And you, how often do you get the number one pick? When's the last time the Bears had the number one pick? It was a 1,000 years ago. So you gotta you got to go big at the quarterback position. And there's two top guys, at least two top guys, I'm not a big draft guy, but if I was, I would say, hey, you got to take a quarterback. They're taking defensive end. Uh, ben <laughs> Maller of Fox Sports Radio joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Mentioned kind of the AFC side. I don't know that Chargers-Jags would be a, an upset either way who comes out of out of that game. Are our only chance for upsets coming now from the, uh, the NFC side? Well, I, I think the Chargers, actually, I'm leaning towards the Chargers. You know, I do this big I am, big too. Big. I am, too, but I don't think that's a, really an upset. I don't feel like that that's... Yeah, I mean, well, I, the... I think when you saw the regular season matchup, Jacksonville ran it right down the throats of the the Chargers, but Bosa wasn't playing in that game. So I think with Bosa, the Chargers, I think they win that game, and I think they'll win it. I don't, I don't, not that it's not going to be close, but I think they'll end up winning kind of comfortably over over Jacksonville. Yeah, the NFC's a complete uh, cluster of. Uh, of uh, I can't say it, but uh, but it's a it's a bad situation in the NFC because teams like the Giants, Vikings, like the, I don't trust Danny Dimes, but then you've got the Vikings who won 13 games and managed to be outscored this season, which seems like it's mathematically impossible to do that, but they somehow somehow managed to do it. And then you look at Dallas and Tampa Bay, which is the biggest game. It's an island game on Monday night. It's the only game on Monday night, and you've got Dak Prescott, who's a stumble bum in the playoffs. Tom Brady, who seems to be running on fumes for Tampa Bay and a losing Buccaneer team. It's just a, a whole lot. Back in the old days, we would say, oh, these are terrible teams, right? But now it's like, oh, no, they're people, people are propping them up in the NFL that these teams are better than they actually are. 
Well, the, the thing that I care about most on that Monday night Island game, as you called it, Ben Maller, is what the future is. Because right? I don't think Dak Prescott is any good. I, I think he's a terrible quarterback. And I also think Mike McCarthy could be fighting for his job, regardless of what Jarrah's saying out there, you know, in the free world about Mike McCarthy's not fighting for his job. I think this has got everything written all over for Mike McCarthy fighting for his job, especially with Sean Payton now being potentially rumored to go to Arizona. Jarrah doesn't want to lose him. Well, not only Sean Payton, right, but how about Sean McVay? If McVay's burned out on the Rams, but he actually wants to go to a team, forget TV, let's say he wants to go to a better situation, not that I perceive Cal- Dallas a, a guaranteed success, but it, it's a big spot. High, you can't get any more high profile than the Dallas Cowboys. They're the top-rated team on television all the time. We know Jerry loves stars, so you've got McVay possibility. You'd have to trade for him, Sean Payton. You'd probably have to trade for him, too. But, yeah, McCarthy's in trouble. Zeke Elliott likely won't be back for the Cowboys. He'll be gone. If the offense thinks they'll get rid of the offensive coordinator, he'll be gone. So, good for sports radio. And even if, let's be honest, even if Dallas wins on Monday, they're not long for the playoffs anyway. So, we'll still get those stories. We'll just have to wait a couple weeks. And if Dallas wins on Monday, is that Tommy's last game in Tampa? Got to be gotta be tom brady's last game in tampa and he didn't get to experience the full uh took his kissing tour in 2020 when he was a free agent because of covid so now he can go around and visit las vegas and you know visit these other tennessee and wine and dine and have the public meet and greet and all that and they can can uh you know rub his feet and bring him to town so we'll get that as well this offseason well, Ben, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the wild card weekend. And I'm sure Carlos Correa will be watching it from his home in Minnesota, won't he? Yes. He, well, God wanted him in, in Minnesota. God works in funny ways. Uh, clearly, he does. And uh, Carlos, when he's in Kansas City with the Twins, he can eat those Ben Maller chicken fingers. But I don't recommend it for everyone else should eat them, not Carlos. How about that? At the landing. That's Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. You can catch him overnight, so Monday through Friday. We'll or discuss. Monday through Thursday. Yeah, but not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. He's, he's off, off to, yeah. or tonight. 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 He's off tonight. Tonight, yes. Tonight. I believe. Tonight, tomorrow. Thursday is Friday. We'll discuss big mistakes. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Quickies with Bink coming up in just a few minutes. Look alive over there, Josh. I know you're looking at Odell Beckham Jr. with no pants on. I was watching the Odell video. If you haven't seen this yet, this was him getting uh, 
removed from the plane. When, when he said that he did nothing wrong and they were just messing with him, he didn't have any pants on is what you're talking about? Well, the, the, the police board the plane, uh-huh. and they say, you know, it looks like he's just tired. The guy's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. And the, stu- the uh, flight tent says, uh, uh, where are his pants? He's like, what? <laughs> the officer's like, what do you mean? There are. He's got pants. And she's and she says, well, he didn't earlier. Something like that. <laughs> oh, God. And they're like, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. And the flight crew's like, yeah, we want him off this plane. Get him out of here. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to deplane everybody. And they're like, that's fine. You fine. leave. And then he's, then he's having an alt- altercation, quietly, but an altercation with a with a, a guy coming off the plane. Mm-hmm. Called him fat. Okay. Said he'd be, on a, he'd be on a private plane while this guy's waiting for his enjoy his cheese board on the next flight or something oh, like that. Geez. I was like, was it don't you know? At the end, it became don't you know who I am and you don't live life like I right. live life, kind of one of those deals. But the the flight crew clearly wanted him off that plane. Yeah. And then the the pants thing. <laughs> Apparently, at one point in time, did not have pants on, Jeez. according to the flight crew. So anyway, interesting video. It's going around. It was released by the, the police body cam footage, I guess, got released. Look, I, I, I hate to say this, but here's the deal. If you don't wear pants, you can't fly. We're going to talk to Justin Meyer, who owns the airport, I think. Is that the best way to describe Justin Meyer? Runs the airport, deputy director of, of KCI. We're going to talk to him at 7.50. They have a major announcement today that they want to get out, and they came to us. Um, and so we'll ask him if, if you need to wear pants on a plane. I would think that that's yeah. part of it. So we're that's about 10 minutes away from talking to Justin. Justin, how you doing this morning? Do you need to wear pants when you fly? Is that, is that you know? Bob has a tremendous ask. Yeah, I do. And I don't think it's a tremendous ask. Ask. Let's take it out of context. Yep. I did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. You're what's wrong with. He said you're what's wrong with, too. That's for the sum I do. Mm-hmm. Not a great look. Anyway. What are the biggest mistakes in KC Sports. I was thinking a lot about this. There was a, a good uh, question thrown out there in Minnesota. They were talking about the biggest mistakes that they've made. It involved Carlos, the recital of Carlos Correa. Yeah. I'm wondering if that was going to be end up being a huge mistake. Right. No, the biggest mistake, and in, in, in it, it ran away with it, it was 73% of the vote was Herschel Walker. The Herschel Walker. Yeah, that, right. that ended up being not great for Minnesota. Fantastic for for Dallas. What would you think is the what, – what do you think is the biggest sports mistake – in Kansas City sports history. I mean, you, you could say drafting Blackledge. That seems to be or a pretty easy one. Drafting the wrong quarterback. Drafting the wrong at that, quarterback. At that point in time. Yep, at that, that point in time. Yeah. Drafting Bubba Starling, you yeah. know, that kind of sets you back. That was a wasted pick. Uh, not sending Gordon, people would probably say, was, you know, a, a conversation that you could have and talk to your blue in the face. That's going to be the most debated play in Kansas City sports history for the end of time. Should they have sent Gordon? You know, yeah. everybody's going to debate that play. You know, what? no matter what side you're on, you're going to think the other side's a thousand percent wrong, you know, on that one. I think they made the right decision, especially with Salvi coming up, you don't want to, you know, take the bat out of his hand. But from just like the biggest mistake ever in Kansas City sports history, I mean, I, I, I think one of the the biggest mistakes ever was not voting for that dome when we had the opportunity to vote for that rolling roof back in ot three, ot four, ot five, ot six, somewhere, whenever that time frame was. Like going going into that vote, everybody was like, okay, we're going to vote for the new stadium, but we're not going to vote for the rolling roof, which didn't make any sense at that time. You were voting for the rolling roof so you could truly have world-class stadiums, no more rainouts at the baseball game, and then you could bring the Final Four and Super Bowl. That was all intended to come here to Kansas City, and the voters voted that down. I, I think 
that to me anyway was a big mistake. But now here we sit almost, you know, 20 years later and that big mistake is going to turn into something good because both organizations are going to get these brand new stadiums. Eventually the Royals are going to be downtown, the chiefs, wherever they're going to be with a, with a swatch of land to have the chiefs kingdom and all that kind of stuff. So ultimately it worked out in the end, but in the beginning there, that, I thought that was a major mistake by the voters of KC Mo to vote for the stadiums, but not vote for the rolling roof. It just didn't make any sense. Uh, on field, I think it's Gerback Gannon. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just yep. hearing story, story after story from guys around that team about how, like, even far removed, like, how big a mistake that was. Yep, huge mistake. Uh, so yeah. that that on the field. And then off the field, as much as I don't want to mess with the space-time continuum and how we got to this particular point in time, mm-hmm. uh Hiring Pioli. Yeah, Pioli. Massive yeah, mistake. Massive mistake, right. Like, I know he had all those, you know, awards, and it looked good on paper, but it ended up being so bad mm-hmm. for the organization, that whole group. Um, there was the darkest years of the Chiefs as an organization. That, Scott I, I, yeah. I can't say that that wasn't the biggest mistake. Huge mistake. That really. got, us to, got us to here, got us to Andy Reid, and got us to Patrick Mahomes, right. and all those things I don't want to mess with. But because if they that had, was bad, if they had marginal success and they were eight and eight, 10 and six, and, you know, just kind of being, you know, a, a relevant team, they never would have made the move ever would have made the well, move. I mean, they did have what? 10 and seven, 10 and seven, they had 10 and seven records, 10 and six that first year. Yeah. yeah. That's all, well, yeah. yeah. And then ultimately lost. Yeah, last game. Right. Right. Um, but so they did have some, mm-hmm. but the dysfunction is what killed it. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not the record. Right. But if they were winning and there was no dysfunction and they were 10 and 6, 11 and 5, you know, they never would have. Dysfunction made it a nightmare. Right. Absolutely. So I'd say the hiring of Pioli is my biggest sports game. And then then another one I'm lumping on Kansas City, even though it's not really its fault. (laughs) Okay. Letting Mizzou get away. Yeah, to the SEC. SEC. Yeah, that's not our fault. Yeah, it's not our. It's not Kansas City's fault, but Kansas City was the one that got hit the most by it. Yeah. By not having, you know, all three of those schools still. Punching at each other uh, in in one league. I mean, we it saw was so, we, it was so fun. We saw what Drinkwitz has done, right? And and he wasn't even part of that rivalry. Imagine him being part of the rivalry. How awesome be it great. would be! Yeah, it would be fantastic. You put um, uh, something else down here. The Royals not trading at least a part of their core after fifteen. The huge mistake. Huge mistake. And Big you, mistake. You could go rounds and rounds and rounds. But, that's, but they should have. They should have had the parade, and they should have handed these guys an envelope. Okay, you've been traded to the Dallas Texans. You've been traded to the Edmonton Oilers. Whatever the case may be, you're out. Very revisionist. Yeah. And at the time, I was all in favor of keeping the band together. Right. So I, I, I would be going back on what I felt in the moment. Which Absolutely. Was, don't let these guys go. But if you like parsed it out, even like mm-hmm. you got something. Right. Their best value was right then, right then and there, and then yep. now. It kind of faded. You didn't get a. You had a 500 season the year before and never had anything since. Not a secondary run, and all those guys right. kind of went their separate ways. And the big but, problem too is, and 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 you know, you. you but I probably, debate. I probably wouldn't. I, I probably still wouldn't do it differently. I think it was like that was heartstrings. They, and just, no, it was. It they was. You, they gave you two runs, and 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 how and your heartstrings it. feeling right about now, right? <laughs> Non-existent. No, but you I, know? it's it's not like I my thoughts have changed about. Haas and Moose and right. Esky and you know they're forever. They're forever. No, you know they I mean? are. So they I, are. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm good with it. Right. So, so what? What the the problem is is that the Royals, in order to win, when they did, I think they traded like 26 or 28 minor leaguers to to be able to get to this point of winning that championship. They never replenished their minor league system. They did a very bad job of drafting. They did a very bad job of replenishing that system, and they did a very bad job of not maximizing their 
assets and Haas and Moose and Kane and all those guys. But when your owner's telling you, no, let's keep going, you keep going. The smart baseball thing, even though they would have gotten just destroyed for it, would have been to trade everybody after that World Series, just like the Marlins did and rebuild. And we didn't want to be in that. But here we are, and we're still paying the freight because of that. Your biggest uh, mistake, sports mistake in Kansas City, 913-586-7610. Time for our three quickies with Bank. It's Jay Binkley, the host of the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, and he's all over the place at any point in time. What are you doing this weekend, by the way? Are you just... You watching football? Are you going to watch any football? That's not our... There will be games watched this weekend. That's not our first question. Are you in the John? No. Okay. Okay. Does a little bit. Yeah, it does sound like it. Reporting from from the lab. Uh, Bank number one, do you have any faith that Skylar Thompson can help the Chiefs out and take out the Bills? Man, I wish, but I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I just... uh, I think that team gets a little mad at times. They saw Tidy Kill get mad last week. I thought that team played like crap last week. I do like Skylar Thompson. Always like local kids doing well. But uh, uh, it's basically essentially bye weeks uh, for Buffalo and Cincinnati. Who do you think the Chiefs are going to get next weekend, Jay Binkley? You know, I think they're going to get the Jags. I'm going to go that way. Everybody's going Chargers. I think people forget the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38-10 in L.A. this year. So this season, they beat them by 28 points in Los Angeles. The Chargers looked like crap last week, and they actually trying to beat the Denver Broncos and couldn't do it. So I'm going to go Jags and Doug Peterson. I kind of hope you're right in that one. And uh, three, how many career NFL touchdown passes will Stetson Bennett get? Your guy. Um, I'm going to say zero, but I'll have over 10,000 insurance policies written. See, <laughs> <Yes, he will. laughs> See, very well done. That is Jay there you go, with Jay. our three quickies. I gave the opportunity to really. It's okay to be a great college quarterback. It is. It's absolutely okay. It is. If it doesn't translate to the NFL, so, uh, so, be, it. so be it. But he's a big Stetson Bennett guy, so. We've had many a text with Big Jay Bigley of 610 Sports Radio. Um, there's a big announcement, not only on Cody and Gold today coming up at 10.05, big, huge, fun station announcement, but there's another one coming from a uh, a local airport, entity. A local airport. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. we'll say it, all right. Yeah. We, we talked about Odell Beckham Jr. not wearing pants on That's a plane. True. We're going <laughs> to ask Justin Meyer, the deputy director of, the, of KCI. Are pants required, are pants the required new, at yeah, the new terminal? That, that, that's a valid question. Yeah. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtus, drops by the show every Friday at 7.30, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Get to your biggest KC mistakes um, coming up. We'll revisit that after the top of the hour. Some good ones coming in. Yeah, a lot of good ones. <laughs> a big mistake would have been not voting for the new airport terminal. I told you I was there in September to yeah. see it like 90% of the way yeah. done. Spectacular. It's breathtaking, man. It's so well, good. Part of the mistake was not getting to it earlier. Yeah, sure. they, oh, no doubt. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Like 20 um, years ago. When, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I guess when Justin gave us a tour. When yeah, was that? when was that? Was the about Samara ten years ago. Of the, <laughs> we had Terminal uh, A tour. Yeah, gave us the <laughs> gave us the tour and the, uh, the 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 leaky water, and I felt bad for you on that day. But it's getting towards a much much better day all of a sudden. Justin Meyer, good morning. <laughs> the future is bright, guys. Yeah, it really is. And and just being there that day back in September, I can't believe that was September. And here we are in January and we're like, what, a month away from the from the new terminal opening. And Justin Meyer is the deputy director of KCI. He's a big wig at the airport. Um, so what's going on for the next couple of weeks before the uh, before the terminal officially opens and that first flight uh, takes off from there? Well, a lot of the work that's taking place right now is things like the concessions build out, the food and beverage, restaurants, retail, uh, art installation is happening, a lot of uh, just kind of fit and finish uh, kind of work. We are counting the weeks, uh, not the months now to this point. And what, when are we looking at a, a potential opening for the airport? End of February, beginning of March for the terminal? We've been targeting uh, early March, and we expect to be public with a confirmed opening date before the end of this month. Okay, that's good. So we're so we're moving rapidly. So what's going on up there now where kind of the public can maybe get a sneak peek of everything? Well, we are later this afternoon unveiling a registration portal for a community open house that's going to take place on Saturday, February 18th, kind of all day, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. It is going to require registration, so we're going to need everybody to go visit buildkci.com to register their time slot, essentially to book their flight to come and check out the facility as we are preparing to uh, to get it open and active there uh, the beginning part of March. So will all the restaurants and whatnot be open? You can go in there and eat and support the local businesses that are going to be in there? I think you will have the opportunity to see the restaurants. It really depends on the uh, the staffing levels and the preparation of the concessionaire on what they might have available. But certainly the menu should be provided. You'll have an opportunity to see what, what will be uh, there when we open there at the beginning of March. You obviously travel to, to different airports and the, the, the fact-finding you do, and I, we always follow you on, on social media to see, you know, what airports you're talking about and what have you. So, I think I think Bob and I become tried to become a little more educated over the over the last few years about this. But is there an airport for people that have traveled around the country that this one is going to remind them of? I think it, the usability and, and flexibility of, of Austin is probably a good comparison. Parking garage that's really close to the terminal, a double-level roadway, baggage claim on the lower level, uh, ticketing and security checkpoint there on the upper level. And then once you're through, kind of everything's just open to you. I think passengers will find the kind of the fit and finish of the concourses to feel a little bit like Dallas Love Field. Okay, so I saw yesterday my friend John Stoner getting very excited on Twitter because Delta's putting a Sky Lounge in. We've never had, like, one of those, like, ritzy lounges before at the (laughs) airport. How many of these suckers are we getting here in Kansas City? Not in a long time. Delta did have a, an old lounge, and TWA had a lounge as well. So we've got to go way back, uh, the way back machine to remember those days. But Delta will uh, have a Sky Club in uh, on Concourse B in the new terminal, and it's about uh, eleven thousand square foot. It'll be a really nice, a really nice space for travelers that are flying Delta. What are you most excited about, Justin? As as this is kind of coming to a a completion, and all of your hard work is, you know, going to be finished. What are you most looking forward to with the new terminal? I'm really looking forward to seeing the faces of travelers that are seeing it for the first time and just to see how intentional the entire team was on building a facility that was flexible and easy to use and inclusive. Uh, I think that that was uh, some of the highest priorities, and I believe we really achieved those goals.
Good, good. Kansas City's going to be, you know, pretty pleased because I know with everything that we do here, people complain about parking, number one, where are we going to park? And number two, can I walk to my gate? And I've seen you tweet the out. The answers are yes. The answers are yeah, yes. You yeah. park across the street and you can walk to your gate. I, I've seen you tweet out, like, how many steps and minutes it takes to get to the furthest gate from security. For those that are still, like, having freak out over, I can't park by my gate and walk right in, that's kind of uh, kind of not true, right? It's a. You can get dropped off at the curb. You can walk into the facility. It, it's a. It's a really functional, usable, and 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 friendly facility. I think passengers are going to be pleased. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Just from the experience that I have, I, I think if if you go into the new airport and you don't like exactly what you see and how this is, I think you're just kind of looking for a reason to be upset because it, it's going to be a crown jewel, man. When when the draft is here and and for the first time we get to put that new terminal on display, there's going to be people that are coming to Kansas City who haven't been here. Since since the new terminal open, they're going to go, wow. And it's going to be just a great kind of front door, if you will, for our town. Yeah, really think it's going to be great and excited for, for everybody, all your listeners to have an opportunity uh, later this afternoon to follow that registration link to uh, to attend a February 18th community open house taking place in the new terminal. All right, so buildkci.com is where they can go register for that. And if Odell Beckham shows up, does he have to wear pants at the new terminal? There's reports that he's not wearing pants on a plane. Are pants required? Uh, I, I would encourage everyone to dress appropriately. Very good. Justin, we appreciate APC, the time. Justin. Hey, well done <laughs> on you guys. Seriously, well done by everybody who got this whole thing, not only like built, but the whole process of it and all the hard work you put in. The day that that terminal opens, I hope you're on a plane going on vacation somewhere for a very long time to kind of decompress after all this. Well, I, I'm just so thankful of the support of, of folks like you and uh, and your team to help us uh, keep this thing on track. So no appreciate doubt. you. You got it, my man. Take care. That's Justin Meyer, the executive director, KCI deputy director, I should say. He's a bigwig at the airport over there. So uh, February 18th, after football's over, uh, you're going to have an opportunity to go be part of uh, an open house. And if you're one of those who are kind of skeptical about what the new terminal's going to be and, you know, you're used to the comforts or whatever, not comforts of the current KCI terminal, but you're used to that, go go sign up for that later on today when that registration comes open at buildkci.com. Sign up for that and make sure you get up there and get kind of a, a, a dry run so you're not kind of, uh, I guess, in shock when you get to that new terminal. At Justin Meyer, Casey, M-E-Y-E-R. Right. You can find him on, on Twitter as well. He's always um, kind of going through the 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 numbers and the, the walking of the steps and everything. Right. They took so much into consideration of all the stuff we like about the, uh, the current setup. Right. It's and, and, and place it in this, but obviously – with the upgrades that are terribly, terribly, terribly needed. Oh, God, it's it's not even close. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I, I've tweeted out some pictures back in, in September when I was there, and that was only 90% done, and I'm sure they're much further along than they were then because we're getting ready for an opening date soon. But it it's beautiful, man. Like, you're going to look at this and go, my gosh, I can't believe this is our town because we're so used to this airport not being a – Nice thing, right? This airport terminal being a dump, and, and this one is just, it's going to be the best in the country, man, and people are going to be so very, very, very excited about that. The next thing I'm going to have them do, though, up there, I'm trying to get the the uh, the, the terminal, or not the terminal, but the airport code changed from MCI to BVT for Brett Veachtown. That's what I'm trying. That's my next goal as we kind of move this Brett Veachtown movement forward. We've got the T-shirts. If you want to buy a Brett Veachtown T-shirt, we don't have them here to give away or anything like that. We, we you know contracted out a, a third-party vendor to do this for us. So if you want 
to buy a Brett Veach Town t-shirt. They're 20 bucks. All of our Twitter feeds have the link. Or if you text us at 913-586-7610, B-Double sends you the link, and you can buy it right from there. Very simple to buy. We've got the song. We've got the shirts. Now we need to get the airport code changed from MCI to BVT. Nobody knows what MCI stands for anyway, right? They're like, why is it MCI, right? And so nobody really knows, even though it is mid-continent is what it was originally founded as. But everybody looks at MCI and goes, I don't understand. So just go with BVT. And people go, why is BVT Kansas City? Well, because it's Brett Veach Town. Maybe we get the mayor <laughs> to, to, to make a proclamation uh-huh. that the day of the parade, it is no longer the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Brett Veach Town Chiefs. That'd be all right. Right? That'd be we, all right. Could, we could do that as well. Your uh, biggest KC mistakes at uh, 913-586-7610. Uh, a lot of people in the in the camp I am, it's just, you're just never going to get over Gerbeck and Gannon. Yeah, well, you, it was such never, a bad mistake. You're just never gonna gonna be able to get past that one, right? The the reason why though is because I'll just put him on the spot. Mark Collins, when when he was on the podcast that I did a couple of years ago before COVID, and he's sitting down there talking about this decision and how pissed the players were, and pr- probably a lot of them still are that were on that team. Like, wait, what what are you doing here? We've been riding with Gannon, and now you're going back. To Gerbach, why are you doing that? That that was the downfall of Marty. He lost his team, and they were ticked that they made that decision and, and didn't give them the best opportunity to go out there and win. It's very, I don't want to say reminiscent of what's going on in New England right now, but in New England right now, the players are ticked at Bill Belichick because he hired defensive guys to be their offensive coaches and didn't give them an opportunity to have success. It's hard enough to win in this league, as I say all the time, Josh, and it's even harder to overcome bad coaching decisions. That was a bad coaching decision by Marty, and they never were able to overcome that. Uh, trading Carlos Beltran? Eh, you had to at that point in time. I mean, he was going to walk. I mean, I love Carlos to death, and they didn't get much back in return for him, you know, hindsight being 2020, because when you have a player of his ilk and everybody in baseball knows he's, he's got to be traded. You're not going to get a lot of great offers for him because he could just walk at the end of the season as well. And you can just sign him and, and get him for, you know, a long-term deal. So they didn't get much back in return for him, but the move had to be made, yeah. Josh. I mean, it really did. Letting the Kings go. Yeah. Interesting yeah. one. Yeah. When you're playing in two towns though. Yeah. Kansas City and Omaha. Something, something's up there, right? Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to, to have them uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> closing the QT at Sprint Center. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Ah. I, that one makes me, that one makes me. Such a makes, bad move. Yeah. Makes me laugh. <laughs> no more fresh donuts. Uh, Get the slushy, the fountain drink. Mm-hmm. Such a bad move. Uh, also coming in, used mattress 470 Westbound. Looks like someone took a bite out of it. I'd give it a three out of 10. Oh, wow. wow. I don't know if I like that one. I don't know if I like that one a lot. Uh, the signing of Gil Mesh. Now, see, that was an important signing, I still maintain, because that was the first signing, really, when Dayton Moore took over this organization and nobody would come here. They had to overspend to show the rest of the league that they would be over willing symbolic to overspend. Signing. So it was a symbolic signing, yeah. I'm good with. Yeah. It was a symbolic like, signing, and he gave money back, and hey, he was really good for the organization in helping them start to mature a little bit. Getting you know? the full value out of those dollars? I'd say no, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm playing the why you did it. Right. And what you were hoping you were going to get from it. And I, I think, think it was did. a mistake. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a yeah. mistake. They had to send a message that they were willing to overspend and spend at that point yeah. in time. Not signing Deion Sanders is a big one. Uh, that, they, they did though. They had yeah. him. Yeah. Or was that? Or was that Deion Sanders or Leon Sandcastle? I don't Sandcastle. Know which one yeah. Which one you're you're going with there? Mm-hmm. Someone says thanks again. Got my uh, KC refs 
Casey makes refs cry tea as well. <laughs> Classic. Good job. You bought both of them. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we also have a Casey makes refs cry T-shirt with the Brett Veach T-shirt as well. You can buy both. You can buy one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So you can continue to weigh in on your uh, biggest Casey sports mistakes. Yes. Uh, drafting Bubba Starling. Yeah, I said that too. I, I And it doesn't even matter of who you would have drafted. It was just such a... God, he's here. We have no choice because how many people talk about the Albert Pujols, you know, Chief Royals passed on him 10 times. So did everybody else yeah. in baseball, right? Well, he's in your backyard. And so the last thing you wanted to do is see a player that's in your own backyard, you not draft, goes on somewhere else. I mean, it was one of those situations where the Royals were effed and they had their fingers and toes and everything crossed that somebody was going to take Bubba Starling before it got to them. And it just didn't work out that way because you know what the narrative would have been. Josh had the, had the Orioles drafted him later or something like that. And he went on to become and a star worked. and it yeah. worked and it, yeah. he would have had to hear yeah. about it. So, I mean, it was, it was a rock and a hard place. For <laughs> so them. It says, wow, this is an awful early one. Not citing Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> wow. You're on that one fast. I like that one. That's good. Call that a big yeah. mistake. I know it would have been, it would have been cool. It would have been really, really cool if they got that done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.